What's up, Tiger Talk fans? Welcome to another episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. Before we get to the episode, just remember you can go check out www.tigerstalkprod.com to check out more merch, blogs, and even other old episodes where we cover a lot of content. So before we get jumped into the episode, go look over there and then come back. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. On today's episode, we have a awesome, great special guest. You may have seen him either playing PR7s, MLR Rugby, or you might have seen him coaching on the sidelines for Clemson Rugby. He is one of the most recent additions to the Seattle Seawolves roster. Please welcome Devin Short. Thanks for having me, y'all. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, it's uh, awesome having you on. And it's nice because, like, I know the other two have gotten a chance to meet you. I haven't yet, though, so it's kind of cool for me to actually finally get to have a conversation. I've heard good things from the other two. I don't know. I don't know because yeah. he's definitely I been. Saying, I, don't know, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're. He was definitely putting a little extra elbows at the bottom of Rux in the alumni match. <laughs> it's called hey, the dark, dark arts. arts. Dark, yeah, dark arts, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta respect Both it. Gotta respect it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we do want to uh, start off with just giving uh, listeners a little bit of a background on you, letting letting them hear about you from you. So our first kind of big question that we want to talk in is, how did you first get into rugby? Well, where was your start? So I started here in Vegas. Um, I'm born and raised in Las Vegas. And then um, in, in high school, I played football. I played a lot of sports in high school. Um, but mainly, mainly football was my, my bread and butter. And I was a starter, you know, played every game, all this stuff. And one of my buddies in math class, his dad was from South Africa and was starting a rugby club. And he bugged me for about a month to come out and try it. And I was just like, nah, I'd already signed a, a G2 scholarship to Adams State University to go play defensive end. And I was kind of already, you know, committed to that and wanted to start focusing on that. But he kept bugging me for about a month. And from there, I just said, I said, you know, whatever, I'll come out and try it. You know, what, what's going to hurt other than just to stay fit, you know? So ended up going out and trying it. And I was like, I was like, damn, this is actually kind of cool. I got to like, because I was always an, I was an O-lineman. I was an O-lineman, defensive lineman. So I never got to touch the ball, never really got to do anything like that. And, you know, rugby kind of allows you to do everything. I always knew I was an athlete and I always wanted to like be a running back, you know, tight end, something like that to where I could touch the ball. I could maybe run trying to score a touchdown or something so rugby kind of gave me that opportunity and once I started I just like I got bit by the bug and couldn't really stop you know and uh yeah just kind of progressed pretty quickly my my coach he saw potential in me took me to a camp out in California for a year made that team kind of progressed 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 and then I made high school Americans after six months of starting so you know kind of got bit by the bug and you know once you once that happens you never really stop <laughs> For sure, yeah, it really gets you once you get going. No, hundred percent. Yeah, it's hard to uh, it's hard to stop. You know, it's it's addictive. You know, whether it's the people or the sport itself. And that's why we're here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, <laughs> I can't play anymore because of too many head injuries. So it's like, as soon as I wasn't able to play, you know, it's one of those things where I was like, oh, you know, like I got to do something. And CJ was like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like once no, you stop playing for a while, you get a little bit of that itch, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so whether you're whether you're playing it, whether you're watching it, whether you're supporting it, whether you start a podcast with it, you know, there's there's always something within the rugby community that you can kind of, you know, get get stuck into. Sure. So one thing you did mention that I I wanted to touch on a little bit and talk about a little bit is you talked about like being a, a heavy football player and having a commitment to football, but you also dropped like you played other sports. What were some of those other sports you played and what crossed over to rugby for you the most? Yeah, I grew up playing baseball. So I played about 12 years of baseball. And then um, and then once I got to high school, I was kind of over it. It kind of got bored. So, you know, I wanted that, wanted that high school experience, you know, wanted to be on the football team, wanted to do all that stuff. So I started playing football and then, you know, went on to wrestle. And then after wrestling, I went on to volleyball. And then I was in the marching band. You know, I was in the wind symphony. I was... I played, um, I ran track and field, you know, so I kind of did a little Good bit of everything. All. Yeah. I was just, you know, I, was, I just had to stay busy. You know, I get bored pretty quickly. So I just had to stay busy and I couldn't just like play football and then not do anything the rest of this year. So, you know, I tried to dip my feet into each, each of the different sports, you know, but the one that transitioned the most was definitely football, you know, just from the contact aspect. Um, wrestling really helped as well. You know, the endurance, you know, the ability to, use your body the correct way, how to manipulate, you know, the other person to get them to the floor, you know, the the second efforts, stuff like that. So wrestling, wrestling definitely helped as well. But I mainly, mainly football, just from like the tackling, the running, stuff like that. Makes sense. It's a pretty, pretty common response, I would, I would think. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's something like at Clemson that, you know, we get a lot of the wrestlers out, like one of the, one of the guys, Luca, you know, he came from wrestling um also peter peter was a wrestler and, and you know he came over and peter was one of our best poachers on the team you know big tackles getting in the getting in the rucks poaching the ball doing all that stuff so i feel like he would even say that you know wrestling kind of helped him with that and i know something that we did at clemson when we played and maybe you might take this to troy you might take it yourself is that like we like we would have a couple of opportunities that if you know, the, the football team, they would have like their walk-on tryouts that everybody could just like go and try out. But if they wanted to play a sport, our coach would end up going to those meetings and be like, hey, if you don't want, if like you don't make the team, but you still want to play a sport, come play rugby. And we had quite a decent guy, like amount of guys switch over to that and ended up playing at a, like a pretty high level, I would say. So no, that, that, yeah. it definitely, like there's definitely a lot like it, a lot of people say rugby is just football without pads, but there is a decent amount of overlap. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I, you know, I was I was mentioning I wanted to like get with Clemson and them and try and get to um, try and do like a tackling clinic or something like that because you know you know sometimes football players don't really don't really tackle the correct way or they you know, just kind of throw themselves and they're not very effective. So if we can get in and like teach them how to actually wrap or like put their head on the right side so that you can prevent head injuries or, you know, just try and like find a way to like connect them in a way to maybe like, you know, build the popularity of rugby as well or, you know, just kind of get the get the name out there, you know, because a lot of people don't really know, don't really know um, rugby. And that's the biggest problem that we're facing right now is that, you know, especially with the MLRs, like a lot of fans – no football they love football they die hard don't want to like experience anything else but like 
rugby is the off season of football. If you love the contact and you love that aspect, you could kind of transition and be a fan of both. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think with the, like the tackle clinic you're talking about, that's actually, uh, you know, um, maybe you, I know the Seattle Seahawks used to do it. They used to have like uh, training clinics where they would teach rugby style tackling. Maybe they can call you up to, to lead it if they're still doing it. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Cause, um, Alan Clark, the head coach for Seattle, mm-hmm. he consistently goes up and like talks to talks to the head coach at you know the Seahawks and everything like that. It's up there pretty regularly, so I mean that'd be cool if we can kind of bridge that gap. That would be very cool, yeah. Um, so obviously you have a lot of background in uh, sevens. You're in PR sevens. Um, so how did you get? Uh, and I think you and <clears throat> you were um, looking at uh, the uh, you were briefly in the USA uh, 7th team and working towards the Olympics. How did you get to the uh, the next Olympic uh, hopeful, um, the TV show that they used to run? Or they, I think they still do. Yeah, that was actually totally by chance. I was, it was mm. my, it was my like 18th or 19th birthday. And I think it was my 18th birthday. And we were at actually the Trump Tower in Vegas because my mom rented a room for us. You know, we were at the pool, all that stuff. And I was on my phone. And I kept getting an ad on Facebook for like next Olympic hopeful, looking for rugby players, looking for all this stuff. And I just started. I had just gotten back from college. I so I'd actually dropped out of college because I got injured, and you know I wasn't really loving football anymore because of like rugby. I ended up, you know, progressing in my rugby career. You know, I went made high school all Americans. You know, did all this stuff, and I it just like I said, I got bit by the bug, and so I just kept getting this ad for like looking for rugby players, looking for rugby players, looking for rugby players signed up for it and it was for the next Olympic hopeful and I put in like kind of like my CV like my experience and like what they're looking for my age and then we had to do like all these like little combine things it was like my back squat my broad jump you know my vertical jump stuff like this and then you send an application and you just kind of wait so I ended up getting selected I was one of 100 people out of like thousands of applications that they went through and ended up making like getting chosen for it I went, you know, it was like a combine, you know, Mike Friday and Carl and Isles were there. They were the ones kind of watching us, choosing. And, you know, they saw potential. I was 18. I was 18, 19, something like that. And, you know, just went out and just did my best. And I just said, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. Then I continue to play and I continue to do what I'm already doing. But if I do get selected, look at where my life's gone. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. I can imagine the amount of nerves that you would have had going into that situation because like Mike Friday is obviously pretty well known within the sport. And then Carlin Isles at one point in time was probably the most famous rugby player in the entire world. So can you speak yeah, a little bit on that? 100%. It was cool, you know, cause like, you know, as a 19 year old rugby player, like I would, I would go to the sevens all the time. I was playing, I was playing sevens. I went for like four years in a row. And, you know, seeing Carlin Isles all the time, you know, seeing him running down the sideline, you know, his little speedy ass, <laughs> you know. Um, so being able to, like, actually, like, get to meet him, get to talk to him, and then, like, get chosen by him to, like, go was actually a pretty special, pretty special moment. When I when I actually got selected, I, like, couldn't control my emotions. I was crying and doing all this stuff, you know. It's, like, it's, it's crazy because, you know, like, I was a kid who just dropped out of college. I was working at a – at a juice bar in Vegas, playing D2 club rugby, just like, see what happens, you know? And then he chose it and they're like, 
go and actually be training and living with and all this like Ben Pinkelman and you know Perry Baker and and um, Marty Yusefo, all these guys who are like big names in you know world rugby, you know living with them, training with them, eating with them, doing all this stuff. It was it's pretty surreal. Uh, such an awesome experience. I like <laughs> I, I I know just just watching the games even on TV across the world for you know sevens. Every every tournament is so intense and and is made off of those like little tiny moments. So just kind of being a part of the behind the scenes for that, I just think is so fascinating and and getting to experience that is just such a cool thing to me. Oh, it was it was amazing. Like you know, I didn't even really know what to make of it at the time. You know, and you know now being able like being a little bit older, like twenty five now, I was nineteen then, and like looking back at it, it's like it's a cool, it's a really cool experience, and like kind of having my own name out there now. You know, like people knowing me. Like all this stuff is is a super cool, super cool thing. Yeah, and and not only that, but also like getting to see all the big announcements of your name for like when you you know move into Seattle and and seeing all those <laughs> announcements and stuff. I'm sure it was fun filming and and doing some of those. Oh, 100 percent. It's one of those things where it's like like you try not to take it like take it for granted. You know, it's like sometimes you kind of have to sit back and be like this is kind of dope. Like, this is super cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. So I, I want to ground us a little bit with the Clemson connection and, and kind of uh, give, give some context <laughs> to some of the listeners as to how, uh, you know, you ended up at Clemson and things like that. So how, how did you end up at Clemson and what was that uh, coaching experience like for this past semester for you? Yeah, so I know I know Troy from back in like 2020. Um, can you find one? I would probably come in there. Sorry, my phone's about to die, so I'm about to throw it in the charger. Um, but yeah, I know I know Troy from the Athlete Collective. I became one of the first members back in like 2020, and um, so you know it's just networking. Like that's the beautiful thing about rugby as well. Is like the, the network between, you know, just the the culture of it. You know, you get to meet people. And, you know, you end up, you know, end up coming up with these, these experiences and these people that, you know, can get an opportunity like this, you know, because I would have never thought I would want to coach Clemson, you know, Clemson's such a big D1 university, you know, and you always hear about it through the football, like they won the national championship back a little while ago. And, um, and so like be able to say now that I'm coaching the rugby team is, is a really really cool thing to put on my cv you know what i mean for sure mm-hmm. i know exactly what you mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. coach <laughs> yeah <laughs> you both collectively so, had one of those like ah oh, coach coach yeah, coach yeah. coach, <laughs> <hi>, coach. Hey, <laughs> coach. see you coach <laughs> uh, well how did this last semester go for you what was kind of your experience stepping into the role and and what made you choose to step into the role um i really really like troy's um coaching style and like the philosophy that he has around it um it was it was cool stepping into it because i coached i've been coaching for a while i've been coaching since i was about 20 because i coached high school in san diego i did a bunch of like nike clinics you know i've done i've done youth coaching through new orleans i coached tulane so you know, when I got the job with Tulane, it was actually a really cool experience because I was like, 
this is a big, well-known college as well, you know? Um, but it was my first time coaching guys who were older, guys who were, like, you know, able to, I don't know, like, speak for themselves, I guess, because, you know, you're always dealing with parents, you know? But now that you're coaching older guys, it's cool. But coming to Clemson, it was like, these are actual athletes. These guys, these guys can actually, I can actually teach them things. Like, I don't have to teach them basics. I don't have to teach them catch pass. I don't have to waste the time doing that. I could work on lineouts. I could work on malls. I could work on, you know, actual tackle technique instead of having to just, like, them running straight up into people like this. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it was, it was definitely a humbling experience because, you know, these guys have been playing rugby for a while, so they question me sometimes. But, you know, that, that challenges me to be able to step up and be like, no, I know my stuff and that we can go back and forth and we can talk about it and we can, like, create strategy, you know, and create these different ideas, like, especially in the lineouts and the malls, you know. I guys asking questions and, I, and there were sometimes where I was like, I didn't even think about that, you know, so it makes me a better player as well. For sure. Absolutely, Because I'm still, yeah. I, I, feel like I still am a player, you know. I still am in my career. I'm not done. You know, Troy's older. Troy's older. You know, he's in his 40s, but I'm still, I'm 25. So I could take experience from these guys and like apply it to my game. And then I have a different connection with them as well because I am younger. So like, you know, I'm able to, I'm able to connect them with them on that basis as well. Instead of them just being like, oh, he's just the coach, you know? For sure. Yeah, I think that that connection there um, really helps with like team chemistry and culture. And I like that um, you're able to find things that uh, you can learn. Has there been like anything like specific that um, someone uh, brought to you during like a line out or scrum session or whatever? And you were just really like, wow, that is uh, a great thing. I need to see if I can implement that or something like anything that stands out in particular. Um, it's more just like ping pong and ideas for like mm -hmm. calls in the line out, you know, like, oh. or where it's like guys will be like, Hey, like, what if we try, what if we try this move to then like be able to swing it around the corner like that, you know, or like, you know, with, you know, especially Owen, Owen was super smart and he's very, he's very like, he'll talk to you about it and like ask you why he wants to do that. You know, especially with like coming down and whether it's like a pop to him to come around the corner or if he wants to actually take it off the line out and then roll with it, you know, what's more comfortable with him being like, oh, that actually, that makes sense. Like we can, like, if you come down and grab it, it it's more effective for you instead of having to catch a ball and then have to like roll around the corner. And I'll like, like sort of second that in the, at like feeling of when you start to coach and you continue to play, you learn not only do you learn but you get better at those things because it's like the whole like see one do one teach one once you get to that teach one you're pretty much like a master at it so yeah. being able to like teach to uh not only like a college team but like a pretty good like pretty like smart set of athletes i feel like that can, challenges you, you to talk, become better. talk up our team you can talk up Clemson Rugby. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, like, to be honest, like, we were, like, we're a pretty good team. So it's like you're able to, you're able to uh, apply that a little bit more and then even take it further. No, 100%. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like since I have been coaching, it's made me a better player, you know, because it's really, it's reiterating. Like, if you could, like you said, do one, teach one, you know, you can, 
it it just it's just repetition, repetition, repetition. And when you're not even doing it, but you're now having to explain it, it just re-implements that. Nothing teaches you what you don't know more than having to explain it to somebody else. That was Especially the hardest so part, true, man. That's so true. Especially mm-hmm. someone who's never done it before. It's like it's a completely foreign idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to be able to explain it simply. Yeah. Oh, and and trying to take a concept, especially with like, like I guess now you've been playing for six years, you've experienced some of those rule changes, uh, like g- going through with like you know implementing different different uh, scrum patterns or or the fifty twenty two things like that, and then like talking to a, a group of players that has a wide range of experience from like players who maybe picked up a ball for the first time last year versus players who have like been playing since middle school and and high school like trying to explain to that wide range of like oh no this used to be a thing so you were right but now this is how i'm like how it's played and trying to like teach that difference to a wide range of players i always found that to be such a unique challenge 100 especially trying to teach new guys lineouts like the intricacies and like different moves and the techniques of doing it and then how to jump how to lift you know what the rules are and what you can and can't do like that's definitely it's definitely a challenge but it's a challenge that's kind of fun you know for sure for sure so kind of bringing it back to you know talking about how it feels like you've made yourself a better player with some of these coaching uh change or coaching actions that you've taken i i want to talk about like you as a player and seeing your process now going through this transition of being traded to Seattle, what has that been like for you? Where, where are you at with that? It's been challenging. Um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, being on the move is definitely like tough, you know, because you, you kind of, you're picking up and going, you're having to like try and keep your routine, but like, what's the routine now? Because you're completely in a different setting, you know, you're kind of bouncing around. Like I was staying with my brother now that I'm home, but now I'm like with my grandma because I'm helping with the shed. And then now from here, I'm going to go out to stay with my mom. So it's like bouncing around, you know, and then trying to trying to keep the like training regimen in, you know, trying to stay on your program, food, all this stuff. Um, it's definitely been challenging, but I mean, I, I love Washington. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, that experience getting to live in Washington, getting to be around the nature, getting to be with, you know, the lakes, the rivers, the mountains, the trees, like all this stuff. Like that's why that's one of the main things I loved about Clemson as well, was the nature out there. Went on a lot of hikes out there, you know, going and going and doing. I have my dog with me, you know, so he's mm-hmm. just kind of my real dog. He's with me all the time, you know, wherever I go. So I'm I enjoy it. It's 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 a big part of the rugby career as well. You know, it's something that comes with the territory because, you know, trades do happen. You know, you you move, you get you go to a new team, like you're you're traveling. Like I travel in my off season as well, so like, so I'm always kind of moving and going. So it's something that I've kind of just made my own, and I just do. You know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I know Beckett is a big Seattle fan. I'm sure you can see he's wearing his jersey right yes. now. <laughs> Had to wear yeah, the that. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. I'm I'm, I'm a little shame. Good green. Shame. Shame. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Kiss ass. <laughs> CJ, when it, whenever Houston wins a title, then you can talk. <laughs> oh, good point. 
Oh, I love it. Well, with the new division, I think we're we we might be okay. Oh yeah, yeah. We we talked extensively the other week about the uh the the divisions. Um, yeah, that's interesting. It's definitely an interesting move from the league. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think it'll? Uh, you're you a little excited about that? Do you think it might help uh, the team with um travel a little bit? Maybe a little less travel. It'll help with the the travel, yeah. But it's also like it's a weird like. It, look at this fool. Just like, <laughs> Mr. Sass, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be an interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out because I just don't think there's enough teams in the league to switch to three conferences yet. You know, because I mean, especially with Toronto dropping out now, now it's only gonna be like four teams per conference. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you had like five or six teams per conference, okay, cool, because then like it can it'll be better for like the playoffs, but. Like, they don't even really know how the playoffs is going to look yet, you know. Um, you know, they, they released that they were going to do the three conferences before they had the the playoff, you know, structure. So, it should be cool, right. you know. At, at the end of the day, it's still a new league, and we're still, like, figuring it out. We're just kind of rolling with it, you know. But um, me personally, I think kind of jumped in the gun a little bit. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's fair assessment, that's a- I think. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's pretty reasonable as a response. Mm-hmm. I think we were kind of bouncing back and forth with that idea when we were talking about about it last time. So I think I, I share a similar opinion to you on on that aspect of it. So Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah. It'll be cool to see how it goes, you know. I mean, there's been a lot of change. You know, it's still a new league. There's always going to be change. It's always going to be, you know, push and pull and stuff like that. But um you know, yeah. just to see how it goes. I'm, yeah, not every, I'm, I'm rolling with it. Yeah, not every idea is a winner, but, you know, sometimes you find a really good one. So we'll see how it works out. You don't know until you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So so looking towards Seattle and looking towards your uh, soon-to-be uh, player experience there, what are you most excited for? Like any any particular players to play with or or any sort of like environment aspects outside of, Obviously, you'd already mentioned, like, the nature aspect of Washington. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for the nature aspect. Um, that's probably what, that's probably off the field what I'm most excited about. You know, I'm excited to start to, you know, farmer's markets, you know, fresh produce, you know, being able to just, like, kind of roll and, like, be happy off the field as well. You know, because in New Orleans, you know, I had, I had friends and I had people that I can go hang out with, stuff like that, but at the end of the day, like, there there's never really anything that i like to do it was like it was just a very like different than what i was used to you know san diego i had the ocean i had the beaches you know and here in vegas i have the mountains i can go hiking it's not charleston you know there it was like just very flat and swampy and just something i was never really used to so it was hard to like kind of find my niche and you know i spent three years there did the best that I could, you know, and it was just kind of, it was kind of time to, you know, you know, find that, find that, that love out off the field as well, you know, because it gets draining if you're just doing nothing but playing rugby all the time, you know, Makes you, have sense. Find, you, have, you have to find something off the field that, you know, can fill your heart. And I just couldn't really find that there, you know, so I'm definitely excited for the, definitely excited for the nature on the field. I'm just excited to be a part of a, a squad that's like very established and, you know, 
competes, you know? Because um, New Orleans, we've kind of struggled the last couple of years, um, you know, and doing everything that you could, you know, I just kind of fell off and I'm excited to play with Rickert. Rickert's a, he's a beast, you know, um, Matt Turner, Matt Turner, actually, he, he coached me out of his camp when I was first starting rugby. So now I'm going to be able to play with him. That's going to be cool. That's awesome. So just like That's stuff awesome. like that, you know. So like being a 19-year-old coming into freshman new rugby, getting coached by Matt Turner is one of the best, you know, and I'm going to get to play with him. That would be a cool experience. For sure. It's kind of mm-hmm. a, a big like kind of loop around to your your uh, starting point and getting to like tie up some of those those starting yes. points into a nice – Nice bow. hundred <laughs> percent. And that's, and that's the cool thing about being a part of the league for so long and coaching the youth that I have now is that like, I've coached a lot of kids who are in college now who are like, who are doing really well in college as well. And I could possibly see, you know, come into the league and it would be cool to kind of have that full 360 of like me playing with a coach that coached me to now like me being here and then now being able to play with or against guys who I've coached, you know? It's a that, cool, that would be it's awesome. a cool, like, it is awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. That, that would be super cool. Well, I, uh, we've been going for a while. So one thing we'd like to do uh, towards the end of our podcasts with guests is ask some rapid fire questions, some rugby related, some non-rugby related. So I'm going to pass it to CJ to start shooting those rapid fires. It's just the first thing that comes to your mind, the quickest response you can get to. Yeah. All right. What you got for me, Doug? On, first CJ, one, first one is fifteens or sevens. Which is your favorite, bro? That's like <laughs> that's <laughs> that's such a hard question because they're two totally different sports, you know. But I would say I would say I would say fifteens, fifteens, less running. Okay, Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> All right. Now this is uh, definitely a diff- more difficult question. But we'll go just like whoever you think of immediately when it comes to teammates. All right. Which teammate, either current or former, is the best dancer? Ooh, um, me. <laughs> me. I respect you? it. I respect wow. the confidence. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be throwing down, man. Go out. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only one on the dance floor. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, what about singer? Are you also a good singer? Ooh. I think I am. <laughs> Karaoke is great, man. I would say I would say Matt Harmon. Matt Harmon throws down with some tenacity. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> somebody yeah. to go uh, do karaoke with. Oh um, yeah. What about somebody who could probably have their own stand-up routine? They're a pretty good comedian. Um. Matt Harmon's pretty funny too. <laughs> <laughs> He's a he's a jack of all trades, man. He's a goofball, but he's hilarious, man. <laughs> That's good. Well, it's like he's winning. He's winning. <laughs> talented right man. He's your yeah. He's he's your favorite teammate. Yeah, he was, right he, was, he was he was he was one of my good buddies back in New Orleans for sure. And then uh, finally, chef. Who could chef it up a little bit? Bula Matthew Corroy. That okay. man, that man okay. threw down. That man threw down. All right. Nice. Next to the not so rugby related questions. Again, these okay. so these I intentionally did not give to you. So this should be 
total surprises. First one right. is Adam State Grizzlies or Clemson Tigers. Who belongs in the playoff? Clemson Tigers. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer, oh, man. Good answer. Uh, the Tigers. <laughs> next one. You brought up uh, playing the clarinet. So, what's your favorite song to play on the clarinet? Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh, okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That I, is a good I, one. It was awesome because when I was in Wind Symphony and I was like in like our concert band, that was one of our, like our songs that we played for the for the concert one year, and it was like a combination of like all of like the the songs, and it was always it was always a good time to play. That's awesome. Hell yeah. All right. As a follow-up question for that one, where you think that you're be most nervous before a match or before a concert? Ooh. I would say before before a match, just because like with the blonde hair and everything, you know, I just had to be I was on top of my game, you know. I had to be on top of my game, you know. I was I'm out there, you know. And there's instead of instead of a hundred hundred people in the band, you know all playing there's different parts you know i have my position on the field and i have to do my job you know and it's just a lot more physical <laughs> fair enough <laughs> definitely <laughs> well speaking of the hair you know a famous quote is look good feel good feel good play good play good pay good so who's your barber Bula. Bula was my barber Bula cuts really ah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Bula Cuts was my barber, man. Yeah, he was he was the man. He would give everyone the haircuts. Oh, you got some talented teammates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody sharing good skills. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna have, the... have to find a new one in Seattle. Oh, Hopefully one of the guys cuts up. Yeah. You got to find a new plug for that. But I know. Uh... All right. Well, that's the end of my questions. So. Which wraps us up on the episode. So I would just want to once again thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for you know sharing your rugby experience and and your knowledge with uh, our listeners. Of course, thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. All right, uh, now this is the part of the episode I didn't tell you about this, uh, where I'll go over a couple of games that are going on this weekend. So a bunch of huge collegiate games that are happening on the rugby network that's all free so it looks like small college and the d2 national championships are happening over the weekend so we got a lot of matchups like babson versus catholic northern iowa versus memphis i mean i'm looking more towards heavyweights the, man i'm looking for the heavyweight Big louisville dogs. versus kentucky i think that's going to be a huge one uh louisville's playing kentucky at two uh 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. I think that's a big matchup, uh, a big rivalry, too. And, again, that's going to be on uh, the Rugby Network. And then the national championships for small college in D2 is on Sunday starting at noon. So, everybody, go watch some rugby.